Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Next Man Up. And boy, do we have a special one for you today for a number of reasons. Um, but the first reason is we've got Brennan from 4 from 1, who has kindly decided to join us from the US of A, Eagles reporter. And he's going to be giving us lots of insights about the upcoming draft. This is going to be a draft special podcast, but we're going to throw a few games in there as well. Um, so, Brennan, welcome. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, as always, you know, uh, appreciate all the work that you guys are doing over at Next Man Up and uh, look forward to uh, working with you guys very closely in the future. Oh, amazing. Yeah, we, we love it. And we love all the support you guys give us out there in the U.S. as well and, and the likes and the shares and, and engaging with us. You're obviously the second member of Next Man Up to come and join us. So maybe we'll get the whole crew on by the, by the end of the year. Who knows? Yeah, let's um, make it happen. <laughs> good stuff. Phil, how are you doing? Nice haircut, keeping it short back and sides, like it? Well, it was a lot shorter. It's been growing for the last few weeks. But um, yeah, no, I've been good. I've been busy all day. I've, I'm covered in decking stains. So. Yeah, what were you doing? What's, what, what were you doing today? I'm getting the garden barbecue ready. First bit of sunshine. It's like, oh. quick, get out there, paint the garden, get everything ready. So the next bit of sunshine, I can actually put something on the on the grill. <laughs> get a get a braai going, as they say in, in South Africa. Mick, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, not bad. I've not been prepping my garden because it's miserable up in Scotland, as it usually <laughs> is. So what I've been doing, I've been running after children all day after a long week of working and running after children all day. So yeah, this is a nice... A nice little reprieve from all that. I can have a glass of whiskey and talk to you guys about some birds. I was just about to say, everything is right as rain now. Mick, you're with us. You got your whiskey in hand. We're going to talk some ball. We got, we got lots of eagle stuff to talk about. I, um, I went on my first cycle of the year today. Did, did 32K. Felt like I did 932K with my legs when I came in the door when I got back. And uh, One thing I will say, Brennan, um, if you do need a translation for any of us at any point today, just shout if it's me or Mick, you can't understand. Phil, you're probably most likely to understand just fine. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> I, I spent quite a, quite a bit of time over in Europe, so I, I kind of caught most, most of your lingo. Amazing. <laughs> well, do you know what? That's a really good segue that you spend some time in Europe because we wanted to kick it off by, by finding out a little bit about what you know about the UK and your engagement with the UK so far. So we've got a few we've got a few questions lined up. So first and foremost, have you been? So you might notice on this podcast you've got an Englishman, Irishman, Scotsman, yeah. and that's a that's a joke in this part of the world. <laughs> um, and maybe and maybe we are the jokes. But have you been? Have you been to to England, Ireland, or Scotland? Uh, I've been to England. I've been through Ireland. I haven't been to Scotland yet. Uh, I spent a year in Turkey. Been through Greece. Wow. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, I have traveled Asia a little bit more than I have in Europe, just, you know, having having spent a little bit more time over there. But yeah, I've spent quite a bit of time over in Europe as well. Whereabouts in the UK? Do you remember where you, where you were? Did you hit the big uh, city? Or? We, we were kind of stuck in an airport. It was like four or five days before <laughs> um, my first trip out to Iraq. And... Um, yeah, we got stuck there because our plane broke down. Military airport. Yeah, so probably yeah. would have been Bryce Norton. Uh, I think it was a, a NATO base. I'm not sure what uh, okay. specific. Yeah, there, there's a few of them around, but yeah. Okay. We got the fo the forces joining up today, obviously with Phil being a Marine and Brandon in the in the Air Force. Um, so Navy. Navy. Sorry. Sorry, I, I can't. You can't say I'm a Marine. God. No, no, no. Senior, that's you, that's you, baby. <laughs> Um, the Navy, um, so they promised to be to be kind to each other for today's uh, for today's podcast. You, you you went through Ireland. Do you remember anywhere in Ireland when you were going through? Uh, any names ring a bell? Could you understand the names you were reading on the signs? <laughs> I have to remember because we went from we started out in Virginia over here on the East Coast in the United States. Went from Virginia to Frankfurt, flew okay. through Frankfurt, Germany. From Germany, we went to Crete, Greece. Wow. From Crete, we went to uh, Istanbul in Turkey. No, it, we went actually through um, Ireland at that point. Dang, 
Was it Shannon or Dublin or Belfast? Shannon. Yeah, Shannon, Shannon was where it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we went from Shannon to the, uh, or went from Crete to Shannon, Shannon to uh, Kuwait City, Kuwait City to Baghdad. Wow, that is a trip and a half. Yeah, it was, it was 38 and a half hours of flights by the time we were done. Really? Yeah. What's, well, the, was, what's the reason for stopping it off all of these locations? I mean... That's we just where like passengers were going. Yeah, like, <laughs> we so like, and it was kind of crazy in Greece. Like, you know, you're flying on a big 747 Boeing until you hit like a military spot, so you can hop onto a military plane. Well, we didn't have a, a status of forces agreement with Greece at the time, so the only people who could get off were the four people that were actually going to be stationed in Greece at that point. The rest of us had to spend like. I think it was six and a half hours of refuel um, oh. on the plane. And for those of you who've ever been on a plane in the UK where it's like ice outside or there's something wrong with the plane, sitting, sitting, sitting on a plane for that long is, 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 is never fun. Yeah, Shannon, for it, those of you who don't know who are listening in, that's, the, that's, that's um, near the River Shannon, which is the biggest river in Ireland. And fun, fun fact, when you go to the US from Ireland, you actually go through customs, US customs, in Shannon, rather than on U.S. soil. There you go. Okay. Useless information for you there. I've flown um, into Shannon. You have? Shannon before. What? Yeah, my sister got married in uh, Clinton County, um, and, and we flew into Shannon and drove down to there and stayed the week. It was lovely, actually. How was the whiskey down in ended, ended up going to Cork, and then uh, Irish whiskey doesn't compare to Scotch whiskey, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that. And my granddad's from Cork, <laughs> so I've spent a lot of time down in Cork myself. I've okay, still not cre- been to Republic of Ireland. I've been to Belfast, but not not the Republic. The Republic is far better than, than the North. Yeah, well, for military personnel especially. Well, and that. You're, you're not wrong. Right. <laughs> okay, so you've yet to be to Scotland, so Mick will host you when you, when you fly over next to the UK and yeah, take absolutely. you out to the local, to the local bars. Um, that is, if you can get away from his two young kids who keep him hey, up all the time. as well, so I understand Mick's uh, struggles that are going on right now. It's real. Okay. The struggle is real. Amazing. Alrighty, so a few more questions for you then about um, Europe and, and the UK. Um, are you a soccer fan at all? See, I actually just started picking up soccer uh, recently, probably two years ago uh, at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. is whenever I really got into it. That's kind of whenever I got more into like sports betting as well. So like, you know, obviously understanding one more sport to bet on is, is a little bit uh, more fun for me. Uh, but yeah, I can't say that I'm an avid soccer fan. You know, I don't have like a club or anything that I specifically- well, we, we can help you out with a club. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I am just now starting to get like a bare basics understanding of it, so- yeah, yeah. We um, we don't talk about soccer on this podcast very often. Um, it's actually going through a bit of a rough patch at the moment with um, some of the uh, the VAR systems. I don't know if you know what the VAR system is, Brennan, but um, video video technology basically checking stuff. And it's it's driving everyone up the wall. Along with both my team, my team Newcastle United and mixed team Celtic having absolutely trash seasons with trash managers. Um, Phil, he's a glory hunter. He sports Man United, so we don't really talk about that. It's all right. I'm I'm Polish uh, by trade, or you know that's where my heritage is from, and uh, we haven't won a world, or yeah, we haven't won a World Cup game in the last six World Cups. So I, I feel your pain. You you got a good striker though in Lewandowski. In Lewandowski. Yeah, that's about uh, the only thing we have. Anyway, that's that's enough. That's enough soccer. I know our listeners don't listen in for for, for that stuff. Um, all righty. Um, favorite British TV program? Mm, probably like the the newest one I will say is Game of Thrones. Like I'm I'm a I'm a throne addict. But back in the day, it was Skins. Believe it or not, Skins. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Game of Thrones is 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 huge over here. Mick, what's your favorite program? Would you say at the moment? I've never, at the seen, moment? I've never seen either of Skins or Game of Thrones. <laughs> not not one episode of either of them. What are you uh, watching? What are you watching at the moment? Cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, your favorite program, or, or what you're watching at the moment? Uh, well, I just I just 
finished Vikings. Um, it was all right. It was good. It was. It was like I love Game of Thrones, and it was the be- it was the next thing to fill that void of a little bit mythological and uh, and that it's just bloody war. It's just guy stuff in it. <laughs> Is um loads of loads of mixed relations are in that right lookalikes and and, and the like. Yeah. <laughs> mix mix not looking impressive. I can't. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. F- favorite favorite British actor Brennan. You got a favorite British actor? I should say British or Irish. Really? See, mine is going to be skewed a little bit just because Americans are so partial to the MCU right now. Okay. Uh, Tom, yeah. Tom Holland's my favorite uh, British actor right Spider-Man. now. Spider-Man. So, yeah. I think he did a really good job with it. And like, I was really upset with how the old one went down with Tobey Maguire. So like yeah. for them to cast like a younger guy like Tom Holland and the way he, you know, brought that role to life was uh, super impressive. The guy, the guy in between was was British as well, wasn't he? Andrew Garfield. Yep. He did a he yep. did a couple. Did he do more than one? Yeah, did I think two, I think. Yeah. yeah. He did the one with um, Jamie Foxx in it. Mm-hmm. I love Jamie Foxx. What about British? You got a favorite British British singer that you like? Mm. See, I am uh, very big into like the metal scene right now. Mm. Well, you got Mick right here. He's a metal yeah. fan. Yeah, so I mean, there's, I, I've said it before on the timeline as well. I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but I said all of the good um, metalcore bands out right now come from Middle Europe or Australia. So I, I honestly can't name you just one. Uh, I know like Architects just dropped a new album that was fantastic. I still haven't even got to listen to the whole thing yet. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't name just one to be honest with you. I love so much of what um, British music is happening right now, just because of that transition to like the metalcore world. So you're not an Ed Sheeran fan then, if you're a metal fan. Yeah. <laughs> or One yeah. Direction. I don't think they're even going anymore. <laughs> yeah, I never got really big into like the pop or or anything like that. It's, I mean, I respect the music. I respect all music because I am a huge music fan, but. That's yeah, just not my scene. I think you and Mick are going to get on up in Scotland when you do come over to see him. You can take him out to some gigs, Mick. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, haven't, we haven't had any in the United States since last February, so. Yeah, same. Yeah. Missing it, missing it big time. But I'm looking forward to a few albums coming out this year, I think. Uh, Gojira have an album coming out at the end of April which I'm yeah. very much looking forward to. And um, Megadeth, I think, have an album this year yeah. as well coming out. Megadeth is... Should be good. I think the end of April, if I remember right. So, um, alrighty, that's good. Let's, let's, a couple more questions before we move on to the draft. Um, and a bit more Eagles, a bit more Eagles related as opposed to your, your interaction with the UK and, and people over here. Um, been an Eagles fan since birth? Have you always been an Eagles fan, or or is it, it yeah, was you picked up? I was kind of born into it. So like, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, they're you know Browns Nation up there. But uh, whenever I was growing up, was whenever the overnight switch happened with um, Art Modell, where he pretty much uprooted the team and took them to Baltimore. So my dad kind of swore off Cleveland sports at that point. So. Um, in the efforts to not be a Steelers fan, he jumped over to Philadelphia, and uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much where I started. I love that. So it was the it was dedication not to be a Steelers fan that meant you, exactly. You, 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 oh yeah, we love <laughs> we love that on this podcast for sure. Uh, almost as much as we 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 bash on the Cowboys, but I think we can do a bit of bashing on the podcast of the Cowboys today. Always. Um, all right, cool. So a uh, couple more questions for you, Dan. Favorite ever Eagles game? Mm, I mean, the easy answer is, is you know, Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Rep, repping the, the Zacherts Super Bowl 52 jersey for those of you who yeah. can't see. Yeah, the old black for, uh, you know, the funeral of Zacherts and the funeral <laughs> of our hopes of having another Super Bowl. <laughs> but um, yeah, probably Super Bowl 52, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, other than that, uh, 4th and 26 was incredible miracle at the meadowlands 2 i saw live um it's it's hard to decide but whenever your team comes home with a trophy it's hard to to upstage that one do do you get to a lot of games not really anymore so i i've been in the military for 10 years now and i've 
not been anywhere close to Pennsylvania whatsoever. Right. Um, I think the closest I was was whenever I was back in Ohio, I was nine hours away. Um, I actually did fly out for the 2017 divisional game against Atlanta. So I got to witness that. And that was the last time I'd been up. Nice. We, um, I think my, my, my favorite game is a bit more limited. I'm not going to go down the Super Bowl route. That's too easy, but we'll let you away with it. Is. <laughs> uh, m- mine is probably the, the, f- the first game I ever went to, um, which, and I think I've mentioned it a couple of times on this podcast was the Eagles for, yeah, it feels like, yeah, you mention this every fucking week, Liam. <laughs> uh, Where's is the Eagles versus the Giants? I'm not going to mention the Giants because we, we had a bit of shithousery from Paul, uh, who's a Giants fan and outside the huddle about the Eagles on their podcast during the week. So fuck it, let's just rub it in the Giants, in, in, in the Giants face today. But it was, um, it was the, it was the Jake Elliott um, record winning uh, field goal. 61 yarder. The 61 yarder. That was my first game uh, to wow. win the game. And the Giants fans were giving a shit all game. And it was just beautiful, beautiful end to the game. And of course, we then went on to win the Super Bowl um, that year. So that's mine. Mick, have you got a favorite, a favorite Eagles game over the last few years? I do, actually. And it's like I wasn't at the game. I've not taken an Eagles game, unfortunately, yet. Um, but just like going back and looking over some of the history. Um, of the Eagles, the Monday Night Massacre um, a few years ago now against uh, the Redskins. Uh, well, there were, the, there were the Redskins at that time, so I can say that. Um, yeah. It, what a game. Michael Vick, he, he lit that game up. It was absolutely unreal. D-Jax um, with a couple of touchdowns himself. and uh, Unbelievable. I've watched, it, I've watched it back quite a few times now on YouTube. So I, I, I really enjoyed that. Another, another funeral, rest in peace, Deshaun Jackson. No longer, no longer an eagle. I love that guy. I'm so gutted he didn't get to play as many games as he could have done over the last couple. Because when he did play, blitzed the field and <laughs> went for a touchdown. Um, yeah, big. Um, it, was, it was it was hard to watch. I'll say that much. Well, I think Mick or Mick or Phil earlier on on our on our WhatsApp group was saying how much we actually paid for him over those two years as well. Like so much wasted money. Funny in 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 NFL like injuries that just curtail the whole season there's so much money gets drained from it much more than you get in soccer in the uk depending on the player of course phil you got a favorite game other than what we've just mentioned we mentioned a few good ones yeah the benefit of going last is i get a chance to sort of recall the memory and I, yeah i've been across to see them live twice but i think the favorite game the most memorable would be the double joint game against chicago yeah. Um, just because that was the first season that I was properly getting into them and, and following them. And I think I even remember driving back to, to, to base one evening with Sky Sports. I know you shouldn't, but like, you know, in my console with the, um, I think it was the Rams game that season. And I was, I was sort of gradually getting more addicted to it. And then mm. we went, obviously got to the, got to the playoffs. And, 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 and that, that happened. And I just remember I couldn't sleep that night because it was about, two o'clock in the morning by the time it finished I just remember going into bed like sleeping next to my wife just with eyes wide open going <laughs> like just oh, that was brilliant <laughs> it really happened so, yeah I was like I, what a way to end the game so. that's amazing and it was Cody Parkey it just made it that much better that yeah. it was Cody Parkey oh I, you know, I could sit here and reminisce about Eagles games all day um, however we probably don't have that many to reminisce about <laughs> certainly not in the last year not in recent um, memory no not, not, not in recent memory all right, that's good. Um, enjoy, enjoyed that thirty. One more question for you, actually, before you go, before I forget. Um, where do the Eagles finish up next year? Oh, you're gonna make me <laughs> be the bad guy today. Listen, as much as I love my birds, guy. as much as I love my birds, man, I I have a hard time believing that Howie Roseman can, you know, put a, an admirable product out on the field this year. Obviously, the NFC East is bad every single year. So, you know, you can always come out and win six or seven games and, you know, sneak your way into the playoffs. But I just don't think, you know, I think the team's old. I don't think they have the talent quite yet. I don't trust Howie Roseman to acquire the talent. So I think it's going to be another long season for us. I think it's going to end up being between like a three and five win season for us. Wow. On that positive note, let's <laughs> let's um, let's get straight into the draft picks. Appreciate that, Brendan. Thank you for all your answers, and, and thanks again for coming on. And um, we're going to go with Mick first, um, because just in case his kids wake up and he has to go, so we're just going to get his his picks in. It's as simple as that. Um, so 
We're going to do four rounds. We're going to do the first four picks. Um, pick six, pick 37, pick 70, pick 85. Of course, they may change if either of you guys want to, want to trade back, etc. Um, so we'll go, we'll go Mick first. Um, then we'll go, we'll go Phil, we'll go me, and then let's build up to the most important guy who knows all of this, all the stuff and with, with Brennan. Um, <laughs> I'm, I nearly went to try and pronounce the second name there. So I'm just going to go with Brennan Soko and I'm just going to leave it right there. That's, that's right there. It's the easiest <laughs> way. Soko um, NFL. Soko NFL. There you go. If, you, if, if you're listening in and you don't follow him, you have to follow this guy. He, he really knows his stuff and he's always, always treat, tweeting good content about the birds. We, we love to see it. All right, on, Mick. Liam, don't be don't be lying to your to your viewers. <laughs> no, I'm we don't lie on this pod. I, I'm, I'm just a guy with too much time on his hands. <laughs> time, which is put to good use, I would say. Um, all right, Mick, the floor is yours. I've sp- I've spoken enough. Um, take us away, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Um, so, with um, my draft uh, before Brennan, you know, rips it apart and tells me how bad it is. Um, I'm going to paint a picture first and, and, and run you through the first the first five picks before we get to the Eagles to, to see where my mind is at. Um, so to kick us off, Jacksonville, being an absolute disaster, draft Trevor Lawrence. Um, Jets, being an absolute disaster, draft Zach Wilson. Um, Dolphins, now I think this is the, the most... <laughs> Between the Dolphins and the Falcons, I think it's the most important uh, draft pick for for the Eagles personally. And I am going to go down the route or the assumption that the Dolphins haven't traded back with someone else and that they're going to actually make their pick at three or force them to anyway because it's my draft. I can do what I like. (laughs) Um, So the Dolphins are going to draft Devontae Smith. And before you jump in and say, whoa, 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 he's not the best wide receiver on the board, I'm going to come back at you and say, well, Alabama, the connection between Tua, because they're going to roll with Tua if they're not taking a quarterback. They're going to roll with Tua. They'll take Smith. And and that's absolutely fine. Uh, Moving on, we'll go with the Falcons. Um... Again, assuming that they are not going to draft a quarterback either and they're going to roll with Matt Ryan for another year, I can see the Falcons possibly going down the route of taking the offensive tackle Sewell out of Oregon. Now, the reason behind that is that Matt Ryan is a very good pocket passer and what better uh, tool to help him achieve that is to take to take that tackle. He's a, he's a blue chip um, player coming coming out of this, this draft. So, I mean, I, I had a look at some of the stats and Matt Ryan, he was ranked sixth out of 32 overall in, in, in the pocket from a clean pocket. He had a passer rating of 103 versus that of under pressure. He had a passer rating of 68. Mm. Now, that is quite a difference and I think you know adding that into the Falcons roster would help them to no end moving on again to the Bengals um, they'll be quite upset that they didn't get their, their offensive tackle but um, yeah, looking, at, looking at who's left on yeah looking at who's left on the board I think they'll take Jamar Chase in that position again sort of similar to you know what the Dolphins will do they're taking Chase out of LSU to marry up with Joe Burrow. Of course, like they had a great connection. They're losing AJ Green probably in free agency this year. I know they brought in T Higgins in round two last year. Um, so I, I think adding Jamar Chase in, into that roster would, would be just, magnificent. Just but on that, on that, yeah. on that, Mick, um, taking Jamar Chase. Love it. Makes sense. Give Joe Burrow another, another, um, another weapon. Doesn't matter if he gets crushed in week two or week one and he's on the sideline and they've got, I don't know, maybe Nick Foles they, they bring in to, to throw him in at a quarterback for the Bengals. And then let me uh, play devil's advocate for you, though, Liam. Go who, for it. Who, go for who's, it. Who is worthy of that five overall pick as an offensive tackle after Suo? No one. 
Yeah, Slate, Slater, Slater, Slater is like one of the later, like maybe they can pick up Slater in the second round, one of the, the first couple of picks in round two. I think that's the, the only option I think they've got is to take. Yeah, you, you pretty much, at that point, you have to bank on an offensive tackle falling to you. At, uh, I think they're picking at 30, what is it, 37, 36 in the, in the second we're, round. We're 37, so it must be 36. So you pretty much have to bank on a guy like Eichenberg falling to you and with, you know, heavy needs at the top. Oh, from Notre Dame? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and with heavy needs at the offensive tackle position on the back end of the draft, I mean, we saw Patrick Mahomes running for his life in the Super Bowl. So, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of need at offensive tackle on the back end of the draft. So I, I don't know that you can really bank on that. Okay, I know I like it. I mean, you can see me and Phil just laughing away because we haven't followed college football like ever. I, I started at the back end of this year because I was focusing so much on building up my knowledge of the NFL and I have been over the last five, six years. So you guys just like listing out who the Bengals have as their second pick is kind of blowing my mind a little bit. Um, I'm, but, I'm, just in a, I'm just in a tennis match right now. I'm like going from one to like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. And then I look at, oh, yeah, no, I agree with that more. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, good, it's good content. I like it. So, so just to recap for you, Mick, you got the Jags taking Trevor Lawrence. You got the Jets taking Zach Wilson. You got the Dolphins taking Devontae Smith. You got the Falcons taking Penny Sewell. Sewell. And you have the Bengals taking Jamar Chase. Now that leaves a certain quarterback on the board at six. It also leaves <laughs> some, co- uh, some decent quarterbacks, quarterbacks and, and, and um, linebackers. Don't you dare say it, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do Mick, it. Floor is yours, Mick. The Eagles with number six overall are on the clock and the trade back. They trade with a quarterback-hungry team. Whether that is my preferred option of the Broncos because they have a higher pick than most other teams that are, we could possibly trade back with. I mean, you could look at possibly San Francisco or um, the Panthers if they don't end up pulling off, you know, that, that um, trade with the Texans, potentially. But, uh, yeah, I have, I'm sorry, I have the Eagles trading back. Um that's allowed. Okay, I like it. I like it. With with the Broncos and um, the trade deal that I've proposed or put on the table anyway is to take their first and second round pick um, in exchange for number six so they can draft Justin Fields in that position. Um, afterwards, the Lions may take someone like Trey Lance, um, who is very raw and he could probably benefit from a season sitting behind Teddy Bridgewater because... He is, like I said, well, he's, he's quite raw, but he's only played one full season in, in college ball as Trey Lance. So um, he's also a bison, isn't he? So I definitely didn't want Trey Lance in, in an Eagles jersey because I've, I've had enough of bison quarterbacks. I don't know about you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was listening to um, Birds with Friends podcast, um, the guys up at the Athletic um, and, and the podcast they did uh, this week, and they were... Um, they were basically saying that for no reason, there's no logical reason to it, but that there's no way the Eagles are going to go and draft Trey Lance. Uh, and if you think about it, it's stupid to think why you wouldn't draft him because of what happened there. Maybe they're not they're not as tough to come down and play in Philly. You could maybe make that argument, but I think I think you're probably spot on with that pick um, with, with that mixer. So who yeah. who's next? And then, and then say the Panthers draft something like Kyle Pitts probably because he's, he's again another blue chip player. And they could maybe do someone someone like that. So moving on to eventually the Eagles pick, who we're actually going to pick, and I would like to take Patrick Sertain from mm. Alabama, the cornerback. I think he it's a massive position of need for the Eagles. We need someone, you know, opposite Slay because, you know, Maddox just isn't good enough. And we're just really poor in the position. And I think it's... it's he is the best corner probably coming into the draft. I'm kind of taking points off of Farley. Um, Brennan's kind of looking at me and he's thinking of JC Horn maybe, but... No, I know what Brennan's thinking. Brennan Brennan, loves Farley. I, I know that's what Brennan's thinking. I haven't sure? seen... The only reason I'm holding it against Farley is because I didn't see him play because he was an opt-out this season. So uh, I haven't seen a lot of him um, and I quite like Sertain. So 
Um, hey, it's my draft. Absolutely. Um, Brennan, it's your so... draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to do the rest of the teams for the first round. Uh, I'm, I'm, Nick, I'm I sure like you'll be glad process, to hear. Though. Yeah. Thank, thanks very much. Um, you can only aspire to be at mixed level. Well, me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely not. I'm, you know, my, mine is. Yeah. Well done, Mick. I'm giving you the clap. You, you probably. <laughs> you well, that's not. That's not a good thing. Not, oh, not that on. kind of clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're you probably that, won't like any of the rest of my picks, so I've, I've maybe peaked just now. Right. Well, so I'll move on. Yeah. I'll move yeah, on hey. to the second round here. Um, and the Eagles, Eagles at 37 are going to draft Pat Viermuth from Penn State, tight end. Um, I like the look of him. And Siriani likes multiple tight end plays. We're going to lose Zach Kertz this season. Um, looking at some of the stats that on Viermuth, he's, he's run block grade is above average. His receiving grade is above average. He's, he's pretty much like, um, like Dallas Goddard, Mark II. Uh, I think, and um, you know, t- to give Jalen Hurts another another weapon in sort of the the, the midfield range uh, is good because well, we don't know his arm strength didn't seem that good in the last four games. We don't really know how how it is, but if we give him that sort of mid level range passing, then I, I think that's a good weapon to add, especially since I didn't add a wide receiver in round one. So um, I think that's that's the way to go for. Two, I, I have to say I disagree with both of your picks so far, but I'll pass judgment till the end. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, I have another pick in round two, which you, you might do. not. Um, and I'm going, this, this is maybe more controversial because you might think yeah, you can take him in a later round, but I think we need to shore up our defence and linebacker. I'm going to take Jabril Cox out of LSU. Mm. He, he impressed me this season. Um, and in the senior bowl as well he had quite a good game his coverage grade is I would say above average um, and also no a bison way. though Mick hmm? he's also a bison as well he he uh, was a grad transfer from North Dakota State down to LSU. I, I didn't know that that's why you're here if Brian. it's not a callback it doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Brian. What, what position what position is Jerry Bill Cox is he safety cornerback or linebacker or- He's linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I don't know much about Jabril. Yep. And um, looking at his PFF um, grade, well, not grade, but the, the information that they publish about uh, these players coming into the draft, uh, it was notable that he covered tight ends really well. And it's, it's something that, you know, we've been a bit lacking this season if we look at Terrible some of the yeah. so, some of the games where, you know, it was uh, the, 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 the tight end from... The Rams, what's his name again? It's totally uh, Everett. No, 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 no. Um, uh, Higby, Tyler Higby. Oh, Higby. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Higby. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he had great success against the Eagles, and 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 <laughs> it'd be good if we could cover someone like that, is all I'm saying. So, yeah. uh, again, I'm, I'm taking Jabril Cox. So I, I like, I like the I like the linebacker and corner combo for one and two. I think that helps us out in our in our needs quite a lot. I like the positional choices. All right. So heading into round three, uh, pick number 70, I am taking Tommy. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, no, not Tommy Tremble. No, I've already taken a tight end. I don't need another. Uh, I'll take Tommy Togiai, the defensive oh. tackle out of Ohio. Um, I think State. he's... Uh, yeah, Ohio State, yeah, Buckeyes. Um, I think he's... Great player. Um, we're going to cut Malik Jackson probably this season. Hargrave is okay. Cox is aging. We need someone else coming in there and in the back uh, to shore up that defensive tackle position. So I think that other than than him in that position, I'm I'm fairly happy with that. And I'll just round this off. I know I've been talking for quite a long time now. So oh, we we love listening to your, we love listening to your Scottish tones, Mick. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, so with the last the last pick on on the in the third round, I was kind of, I was stuck between two players, right? I was stuck between a safety and a wide receiver, mm-hmm. um, and I've gone with a wide receiver. Uh, and, and, and hear me out. I've went with Amari Rogers out of Clemson, um, and I like I like Powell as well, at Clemson, but 
Powell is slightly actually older. I think he stayed on like an extra year. But uh, again, Amari Rogers kind of impressed me when he played against Notre Dame this season. Yeah, impressed me in the senior bowl as well. I'm going to say the kind senior like, bowl, he had an absolute game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's probably went, it, it didn't do any harm to his stock anyway. He's maybe like projected in about a later round. Um, but because of that senior bowl performance, I think it may have actually raised his stock quite significantly. But it was quite interesting to see that, like with Amari Rogers playing in the slot, that he had the, the most slot catches uh, this year. And he was third in slot yards this year, as well as the, he was the, and within the top two, three of uh, screen plays and catches and yards. So that that's again something else that we can we can add to our play because we don't really have um, a player like that. We've lost a couple of wide receivers this year. We've, we've got some deep threats. We've got Rager. He can be your our X um, wide receiver, and if we can bring in Amari Rogers in the slot, I think that'll that will be a good addition to our roster. And, and uh, yeah, that, like, that, that, ends my, that ends my draft. I like it. And I, and I like the detail of, of uh, and the thought process going into the, to the first pick and picking up another second round pick. I mean, if we can have five picks in the first 80, what is it, 87, 85 picks? 84. I mean, surely Harry can fuck them all up. Right. <laughs> Don't say that. Famous last words. Come on now. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Absolutely. Love it. I'm not sure. So the only thing, yeah, I, I like the linebacker. I, I like the, the the cornerback pick. I think you can pick between Farley and Sertain. Um, talk about mine a little bit later. Um, I'm not sure about the tight end. I feel like, you know, Dick Rod did enough to be like a tight end too while he was playing for a few games last year, if he stays around. And, and we, 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 we spent it, was it a pick 52 on, on was it we spent pick 52 or pick 51 on Sanders and Goddard, like a year, mm-hmm. a, a year apart? Yeah, uh, Goddard was 51, Miles was 53. There you go. Um, and I, I don't know, do, do you want to spend a, 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 a second round, two second round picks on the tight end? And I don't know, I just, I feel yeah, like... They- you do? No, I like it. I like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just discussing it. Like, I, I like. No, I know. We, I think, I'd like to see Goddard get the starring role. Like, Ertz is leaving. I, I want, I want to see Goddard just be given the tight end one, undisputed. Let's not bring in someone who's going to be like chomping at his bit. Give him some support casts like Dick Rod. Um, you know, who knows what. The good thing about Fryermuth is, is he's more of a H type tight end. So H is is a hip tight end he plays on the right hip of the right tackle you know lined up with the offensive line so uh that gives goddard a little more bit more freedom to you know potentially be somebody like that x receiver or run out of the slot or run out of a dual stack and like a 12-man set but yeah it's uh, i think Fryermuth would fit better than a lot of people think just because he's not gonna really be that guy who is is yanking at, at goddard's uh targets or receptions i love that h h h tight end up that's that's news to me i'm gonna rem- i'm gonna remember that so uh, Mick, yeah, I'm, because... wrong. I'm i'm wrong <laughs> no that's that's kind of what, like I'd, I'd seen that his run block grade was was actually pretty high uh, and it's something that we could probably benefit from because i think we'll be running the ball a lot more this season than when than last season so and our, new, and our new coach loves 12 personnel, right? So that's going to absolutely um, yeah fit, fit, fit in well as well. All right, um, Phil, um, I'm looking forward to your detailed analysis of your picks and why you chose them. I'm joking. We won't put that on you. Um, you we know you haven't watched any college football before, so uh, but we've done a bit of research. You know what we need. Give us, give us your picks. Give us your picks, Phil. Well, um, before I start, I am just going to have to lay out a few ground rules because, as you've said, no, pretty next to nothing about college football. I've gleaned a lot of my knowledge off fourth and drawn, and what's just happened in the last thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if it's a military specific specific acronym, but um, the Kiss acronym is going to very much apply to my draft picks. Keep it simple, stupid, because. I have not got the tools or the knowledge to try and expand on into the likes. And, and I just want to take my hat off to Mick. That's some, that's some good analysis. 
So I'm, I'm going to try and follow that, try and keep it short. Um, <clears throat> very much like uh, how I pick horses is how I've picked my, uh, <laughs> my teams and if the name looks good or I've heard of it before it's probably going to be in there and I'm, and I'm, it's going to be very limited. So I think I won about uh, 250 pounds off a, a one pound bet on a horse called indefatigable, which is a very old Royal Navy ship. And I didn't even realize I put the bet on. I think I just picked a few horses in the gold cup race and went, Oh, I've seen that one before. And it won me a lot of money. So I'm sticking Please. with that. Um, I'm sticking with that tradition. So love it, love um, it. I've done, like in the last few days, I've done my only ever mock drafts and I've used the, the draft, the mock draft network, whatever it is. And, and I'm just trying to see the repetition of, of the routine that comes across and try and work it out from there. Um, so obviously I think the ones I've got down for one, one to five pretty much follow majority of what Mick's saying, apart from I've got Sewell going to the Bengals and um, Chase going to the Dolphins. But yeah, I can as see Mick, that as as Mick very much put, it's those those two teams can can change and are quite flexible. But either way, I just don't see Chase making it past the fifth round pick, so he's out. Um, I've I'm very much the live you know fly by the seat of your pants. I want to go with excitement. So it was going to be one of the next available wide receivers or tight end slash wide receiver. Um, so I've. I've, I've tried to keep an open mind. I mean, I've seen a lot of people go with pits and say, like, you can't possibly take him at six. Um, but I've also seen that what people are saying, the words that people are using to describe makes me think that it's not just, you're not just taking a tight end in the first round. You're taking a tight, a multifunctional tight end who has some skills who can be used and also could be considered. Like, if you're thinking about taking a wide receiver, then he's, he's in the frame of the, the discussion. So you're not, you're not saying, I'm not taking a wide receiver, I'm taking a tight end. You're taking sort of maybe a, a jack of all trades, hopefully do, yeah. not master of none. Um, <laughs> so I've kind of, I'm toying up between Smith and Pitts, but this is just because of my limited knowledge. So please don't read anything more into this than I want someone who I've seen a few games of, of Smith and I'm excited by it. And more people are talking about Pitts being um, this multi-talented guy. That excites me as well. So I think ultimately... Uh, it's, what I've decided on, I think I'm going to go with Pitt. Please don't hate me. Please don't hate me. But, um, big, the disrespect for Dallas Goddard from you two so far is big. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. No. It's not. It's not that. It's more of a, an, an accompaniment. And I'm looking at. I think isn't Smith's height? Isn't he quite short? Six if one. I'm right, I think six one. Mm. But Rager was quite short as well, wasn't he? 5'11", Rager is, yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe I was thinking, and, I, and if I'm right in thinking off the top of my head, that Pitts is quite a tall guy. 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. So my logic was thinking that if we're going to get a wide receiver slash tight end, someone who's quite tall, quite fast, quite powerful, just seems yeah. like it's more of a case of if we pass up on him, I, have, I see him going to the Giants or Cowboys. Um, so it's more maybe that, that has a lot to do with it thinking that yeah maybe he shouldn't go at six but mm. like I said I didn't pay for the premium so I'm not looking at trade so <laughs> I was just looking at the fact that if we don't take him he's going to them and I'd rather him I'd rather take the hit with us than, than with someone else so it will be, it will, um, be exci- it will be exciting to see what Pitts could do right I, I, there's no wrong picks here um, there's enough there's enough people on both sides of the coin to say that I don't think I think as much as there'll be haters there will be backers and I think fuck it let's see what happens um, yeah, so, 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 no. So the second round, um, it's this is more through repetition. As again, that um, I know that we need sort of defensive help. So this is where I sort of I've, I've got my, my vanity pick out of the way. So okay, we need we need safety, cornerback, linebacker help. Um, so I've gone with um, Trayvon Morig as safety because yes. he. This is more. Through my lack of knowledge, it's more repetition. He's there every time, so and he's at the he's at the top of the list. So it says to me that obviously he's he might. I think there's quite strong rumours that he's going to go in a late round first pick. Um, so there's a chance that he's not going to be there, but he's been there every mock draft I've done. So I think he's projected so at 31, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. there's a chance that he falls to us, but it's you know it's a big. It's the same as a, a chase falling to us at six. So I'll 
I'll leave it at that. Um, I'm not going to dwell too much on that unless anybody's got any no, I, I, I scathing the, remarks they I, want to I make abs- about that. I absolutely love the pick, by the way. Um, and Brennan, um, was, Brennan was nodding away and cheering when you said that name as well, weren't you, Brennan? I love Merrick. Merrick's the best safety in the draft, and I stand by that 100% of the time. Uh, yeah, I've, the highest I've, the highest I've seen him go is twenty eight in a mock draft. So I think it's kind of feasible that he might be there at thirty seven. Still, he's not a world beater. He's not you know twenty one year old Devin McCourty or anything. But at the same time, he's you know as solid as they have in this draft class. Yeah, there's there's quite a lot that of makes... safeties in this draft class that are pretty good, aren't they? Like because because like when I said when I was taking my sorry button, but um, to take my um, Last pick on the third round was I was I was having I was maybe taking Cisco out of Syracuse because I think he's also a great safety and we could possibly drop to that sort of level. But no, I think uh, Morig's a absolutely great show. It makes me so happy that people don't hate my picks. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, so Phil, Phil's been dreading this podcast for about three days now. I was I was oh, close yeah. to throwing my toys out of the pram when this got mentioned. I was just like, I ain't got a fucking clue. Let's let's throw <laughs> let's not throw Phil under the bus and see what happens. But okay, so moving on. Um third round. Um first first of the third round picks. Um I've then gone for a linebacker. Um and seeing linebackers Mick picked but in a different round. So Jabril Cox continuously seem to fall whether he's there at the time or whether he should be a later round pick I have no idea so before you start going how could you do this I'm literally just reading names off the sheet <laughs> um so that's that that you know Jabril Cox seems to fall there sort of six or seven times out of ten so I'm, I'm going with that one nice. in the latter third round pick so the Colts third round pick if I'm correct. Um, yeah. So the additional, I've gone with a running back. Ooh. And that's just because I've heard a lot of good things about this guy. And I feel like you've gone offense, defense, defense, offense. And I know there are other picks after this, but I've only been looking at four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just thinking that we don't know what's necessarily going to happen at, at running back. It wasn't a success last season, the backups to Miles Sanders. I know he was injured, but whether we've got Boston Scott or um, Howard, which I, I know that those two are unlikely or very low, um, low odds of coming back. So I was just saying, and I've heard this guy been mentioned in, in the, in the breadth of putting him with Sanders. So um, with Gainwell uh, running back at, in our latter third round pick. Brennan, um, loves, Brennan loves that. I pick. love it. Gainwell's, so, uh, Gainwell's my guy. I, I always plant my my flag at one running back, and Gainwell's my my flag this year. It might actually have been your post on Twitter that I was reading, and I was looking into, and I was like, well, you know, <laughs> why not pin my flag to this guy? I'm not going to be. I think you can probably sum up from my my four picks that I'm kind of going with the majority, and that it probably is a bit of a safe bet. But in terms of my my very limited knowledge and my lack of experience, um, it felt good. So that those four picks were the ones that I went for. I like, I love it, Phil. I don't know what you were worried about. You did, yeah. Four yeah, I like three out of the four. I'm not a huge Pitts guy, to be honest with you, but I'm not going to be mad at, at, you know, taking a game-breaking tight end. So, 100, 100%. Thank All you. right. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll try and be um, as quick as Phil was because I don't have the knowledge that they're making, certainly not the knowledge that Brennan has from the college game. I've done a, done a bit of research and, and a bit of thinking about it and, um, all right, I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, I'm going. So, if, if you if you want to go down the route of the of the first of the first five picks, um, for me, it doesn't even matter if Jamar Chase is on the board. I'm still not taking him. Um, and and the reasoning the reasoning behind that wow, is wow, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking Jamar Chase. I'm not taking Devonte Smith if if either are there at six. Reason Rip being, my heart out while you're at it, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and, and I'm also not trading back. Um, but the trading back is a possibility. And um, the reason being, we we did a podcast with your colleague on fourth and one um, during the divisional game, and he mentioned during the divisional game, and he mentioned that of all the players left in of all the teams left. There were something like eight or nine or ten cornerbacks 
drafted in the first round and there wasn't a single wide receiver drafted in the first round that had made it to, to those games and, and, and fair run of the competition. And history shows us that pick, 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 <clears throat> cornerbacks who perform well, and I'm quoting him now, cornerbacks who perform well in college transition a lot easier to um, the NFL than wide receivers transition to the NFL. We've seen a number of, of high picks of wide receiver over the last few years, most notably last year. You look at Ruggs, um, you look at Rager, you look at uh, the Cowboys guy, um, Lamb, and n- none of them performed. Justin Jefferson obviously had a historic year. And I just, I just don't, I don't see the Eagles. I don't see Eagles. I don't want the Eagles to draft a wide receiver in round one. It's a fairly deep wide receiver class. I think you've got just as much chance of hitting on someone in the middle, in the middle rounds, low to middle rounds, than you do at, at hitting at in the first round. And I would much rather prioritize a position which has been um, a bugbear of the Eagles for years. We've got Slay. I know we've got Slay, but Slay's not going to be there forever. He's not that young. He's 30, he's what, 30, 31. Um, so he's probably only got one or two years left in him. So I'm going to go cornerback um, for, my, for my pick six. And I'm going to go um, for Caleb Farley. Um, I, like, I like Farley. I, I've been reading between Farley and Surtain, and Farley seems like he's a bit more of an athlete. He's a bit more physical. Um, I think they're around the same height, but he's six foot two, so he's not small at cornerback. And I don't feel like we've had like an abundance of height throughout the team really in the last few years. So um, I, I'm going. I'm going Caleb Farley. I think cornerback um, is much more likely to hit long term than wide receiver is in round one. That's my. So, that's my so do you have him being the uh, the first corner taken? I have him being the first corner taken in the draft. Yeah. I don't see okay. Surtain going until if the Broncos don't trade up at nine and they don't select a quarterback, a, a quarterback I can see the Broncos taking um, Surtain or Farley either on the board because they're, they're in dire need of a, of a cornerback as well. Um, Alrighty, so going on to round two, uh, not too many, well, actually, the fact that I said I wouldn't take Chase had, had, had a, a few eyes, eyebrows raised. But other than that, um, I'm pretty happy with Caleb and Farley. If Chase um, is on the board, I am taking Chase. That's why I throw yeah. it out there. Okay. If, if okay. Chase is on the board and they don't take Chase, I will it's probably like, cut my own heart out and, and squash <laughs> it on the floor. Well, yeah, it's a good job I'm not Happy Roseman then, Brennan, because I'm, 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 I'm going on history. I'm going on performance of cornerbacks be wide receivers in the first round and I'm taking a cornerback because we we we're if we don't if we need it now and we're definitely gonna need it in two years listen um, I'm I'm on the same page as you and it, it is totally a Howie Roseman pick because it's a project <laughs> Caleb Farley is a converted wide receiver that turned into a corner mm-hmm. so it, you know go on record with with a Howie Roseman like pick right there I like it god don't call me Howie guys but all right <laughs> I'll go to I'll get around two and Philip, we have the same pick for pick 37. I'm also going for Trayvon Norig. He is not small, he's 6'1 at safety. You mentioned Brennan, he's probably the, the highest ranked safety in the draft. I'm focusing on defense for my first three picks. You'll see me pick another um, defensive player as my third pick. I think we need to sort out our secondary. Big time, it's been a long time coming. Um, he looks like a stud. He has seven interceptions. Um, so he's a big-time player. We've been seriously lacking in those kind of turnovers for the Eagles in the last few years. Um, even Slay, what was his name? Big big play Slay. And I think, he, what, did he get one interception last season? Um, yeah, exactly. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm picking, I'm picking, I reckon he can change games for us. And I'm looking at, and, and, and I'm looking at our secondary then, and I'm, I'm seeing um, Slay, Caleb Farley, um, you know, Mills, Maddox, and Trayvon Mowbrick. I'm feeling pretty good about the Eagles secondary, secondary all of a sudden. And, and Rodney see, McLeod coming off injury too. Rodney yeah. McLeod coming off injury as well. And, and, and go on, sorry, Mick, go on. No, no, no continue, please. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm prioritizing cornerback and safety with the, with the first two picks. I'm going to go to pick 70, and I'm going to now prioritize linebacker. Um, earlier on, in if I go back to pick six, um, there's a potential for trading back to pick nine for the Broncos, like Mick said. I noted this down today, 
and then picking up either Suretain or Farley if if either of them are there and they want to go for draft, draft a quarterback. So I, I can see that I can see that happening. Um, for pick seventy linebacker, I'm going to go for Chaz Surratt. Um, Carolina is it? Yeah. 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 Um, so again, six foot two, um, athletic, um, and also he was he was a quarterback, um, and um, didn't quite make it as a as a quarterback. Uh, then he got injured re- injured his wrist, I think, pretty soon after he came back into the fray, um, and he basically turned around to his coach and said, "I want to be in the NFL." And he went, "Okay, well, I think you should transfer the linebacker." And lo and behold, Brennan, I think you had him as the seventh ranked linebacker in in the draft this year. Going off your post today, which was very helpful, by the way, can I say? Yeah. When I was when I was going through my picks today, looking at your top ten for each position was 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 really yeah. helpful. Yeah, Chaz, Chaz does a really good job in pass coverage, and I think uh, kind of what you're referring to. Um, whenever he did injure his wrist, he has that experience at quarterback, so he has that experience of reading the eyes of a quarterback and kind of diagnosing pre-play where he's actually going to go to. So I'm I'm a big fan of Chaz, honestly. And then we all know the Eagles like a former quarterback uh, changing positions, don't we? Um, Shout out to Greg Ward. Um, And I think he's got a huge ceiling um, because he's only been playing the position for like two or three years. And, you know, he he was, I don't know what awards he won, but he won quite a few awards. And and yeah, I I like, I like Chaz Surratt at pick 70. So Caleb Farley, Trevor Morrig and and Chaz Surratt so far. Um, and I think the last position the Eagles need to um, address in the first four picks is wide receiver. I, th- I think we need we need to pick we we need to pick one um, out of the top four. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if we picked Chase at six or we, if we chose someone else higher up. But um, so I've gone for oh, I'm definitely going to pronounce this wrong. Diami Brown. Diami Brown, baby, another NC guy. I'm going for I'm going for Diami Brown. Again, he's not, he's not small, he's not tall. He's 6'1", which I don't think is too small for a wide receiver. Um, all of my guys are, are 6'1 and, and above. I want a bit of height. Um, he averages more than 20 yards per catch. Um, he had 2,000-plus uh, receiving yard years, and he had over 20 touchdowns over those years as well. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting Damari and Rager, and I'm figuring out which one wants to go on the outside, which one, which one want, wants to go in the slot, and and see, seeing kind of how it, it, it plays out. And I think that gives us, we, we need some more wide receiver threats. And if we're not, if we're not picking up pits or a higher wide receiver, I think you, you kind of have to, to get one there. So there you go. My, they're, they're my picks. You're Caleb Farley, Trevor Murray, Chancellor, and Diami Brown. I like him. I, like I, 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 uh, I've been on record saying that, you know, we're, I even said it earlier that we're going to be a three or four win team next year. And we're probably going to be looking at another uh, first round pick after the Colts trade uh, with the. Um, Let's hope so. Yeah. We're, we're hoping that Wentz can stay healthy and, and play 70 to 75% of the snaps this year, uh, which converts their uh, second round pick into a first round pick. Um, so not only would you kind of be in a lot better position for a quarterback in, in 2022, I've also said, you know, verbally, verbally that I believe in, in Jalen Hurts. So, Yes, positivity. I'm on the Hurts train, baby. Yeah, that's, like, right. that's, that's, that's kind of what came into my mind there, actually, when you said it, Liam, when you're thinking of um, Brown, who, the, the wide receiver from uh, North Carolina, I was thinking, well, 2022, possibly taking a quarterback in that first round who better than Sam Howell who is possibly one of, one of the best ones coming out of the 2022 draft and linking up with these old wide receiver. Just before we get Mick, that's so true and, and on that point just before we go on to your picks Brennan um, do you and this is slightly a little bit off topic but do you see the Eagles picking up is there any possibility the Eagles pick up a, quarter, a quarterback in a draft or trade for a veteran that's going to um, hamper or be on the be behind the shoulder of Hertz because I'm I'm firmly and I know Mick and, and Phil are firmly in, in the camp of let's give Hertz a whole season, see what he can do. And if he's great, he's he's great and we don't need to do it. But if he's not, then we just we'll get a quarterback next year. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I, I spoke to uh, Mike Kay and Rob Motti recently on my show. And nice. uh, they kind of they kind of echoed the same sentiment of there's no chance we're picking one at six unless it's something dramatic. Whereas like Trevor Lawrence falls to the sixth pick, 
it's not happening. Um, we're not making any trades for a veteran quarterback. It's going to be a, a low price free agent, probably somebody like a Jacoby Brissett who yeah. is fam- familiar with Sirianni or mm-hmm. um, Tyrod Taylor, who's familiar with Steve Steichen, our new offensive coordinator. So those are the, I mean, those are very low risk guys. They don't have a pedigree to actually threaten Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. And two, two, two of the last three Eagles coaches have brought in a backup quarterback that they played with before as well. So that would go to trend. Right. I mean, it's, you don't want to go through the same situation you just went through. Uh, bringing in a quarterback with any type of pedigree that, you know, has a history of winning and, and winning well within the league is going to threaten Jalen Hurts. And I, I honestly believe that the Eagles have learned from their mistakes on that, that side of the house. Music to my ears. Same for you, you, you Mick and Phil. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd said that <clears throat> I think this season feels like a free hit. And I kind of got a bit of slack for it on Twitter, but um, it's, it's more like what there's no point jumping the gun. And could it, could it be that we go one season without a quarterback controversy? Um, to just, just, just to steal the narrative, like let's just, like what, what is the harm if Hertz doesn't work out after a full season? Then, then so many questions are answered, and we've got an extra first round pick, hopefully, to do it. And I'm so I'm completely on board with that. Let's look at like what if it does work out? Let's be honest here. Exactly. If it does work out, you have a quarterback that you're only paying three point two million dollars mm-hmm. to over the next three rookie seasons. contract. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and then you've got the dead cap back from Wentz, and it's everything all of a sudden is flipped on its head, and it's starting to look like yeah, goes yeah, oh. just a huge amount of upside. And, Everybody and... thinks the sky is falling because of the dead cap that we're paying for Wentz this year, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I'd rather just take. I'm with the Eagles. Like, I'd rather take the hit this year of 31 million. Period. Mm-hmm. Done. Forget it. Get it out the door. If you look at if you look at the cap table for next year, we have 84 million dollars in cap space. Does it does it feel that like it, it was a dead cap anyway? The way I looked at it, and the reason I was quite happy to take the dead dead cap this year was because if he if Wentz was still here come September, it's still dead cap because there's a strong chance he wouldn't be starting. So you might as well take the hit and just take the bullet, rip the bandaid off, and go. Look, yeah. it wasn't working. Yeah, he might go to Indianapolis and win a Super Bowl, but I said that before that. I'd much rather that than Hurts go somewhere and and prove what we are aspiring to hope this season goes to somewhere and starts hitting the ground running. And then you've got 10 to 15 years of of Hurts killing it at some at the Denver Broncos going to the Super Bowl, some stupid like that. You think, how the fuck did we pass on someone like that who basically improved this team? I know I'm 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 ad libbing a lot there, but what I mean is that since that I like an ad lib, if, if if there's a huge upside. He's going to go somewhere where it's going to be really unassuming. He's going to settle in and he's going to, he's going to change that team where he could have changed us. It's just that we're clearly in a season where it's not going to be, it's not going to mean an awful lot. And either way. A lot of people are, are past the fact of Carson Wentz and everything else like that. But what would have happened had he not reported for training camp? nobody's nobody had talked to the guy he wasn't talking to the organization he wasn't talking to anybody besides his agent so like even if we didn't trade him who's to say that he's even going to report to the team yeah does he get get paid if that happens no and and that's the thing is you can find him suspend him whatever they feel necessary but then from a league perspective you have a bad outlook from the league because your franchise quarterback's not reporting for your team Mm. better to get him out the door now than have to worry about the headache later down the road. It took me a long time to get on board with, with, with trading Wentz compared to Mick and Phil and a lot of people. He's, he was my guy. Um, but I think, yeah, right, right yeah. decision. Right. So Before, for those who, for those who didn't know, fourth and John actually started um, the year that we drafted Wentz. So we had a very close tie to Carson Wentz as well. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Not an un- un- nostalgic person, but I'm just a realist, and sometimes nostalgia or loyal loyalty, not loyalty, um, bias or or whatever it is, can sometimes end up costing you more. And and it's the same when when we were talking earlier in the season about Hertz going, and I said Hertz is gone at the end of the season. This was like when we first started this pod, which was what game ten. Um, it was like I don't want him to go. 
But the one thing I've learned, the biggest thing that comes to mind with the NFL is that there are no... Um, I'm struggling to think of the words. No, no in, hope. You know what I mean? No, no, no sentiment. No, that's it. There's no, there's no sentiment. There's no like, oh, because we love him. Like, don't get me wrong. The whole fan base loves Ertz. And you can't have sentimental the, the, value in the NFL. I think you Jeffrey, I think just, Jeffrey Laurie and, and Jason Peters might have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you have you have to be heartless and you have to you have to be able to weigh up sentimentality versus financial and talent like uh i'd love to have him if he signed another contract i don't think anyone would mind but there would be that rumbling of that's, that's the work that's the worst thing you can do because look what's happened with Wentz. he has another bad season and you're trying to trade him with a massive contract it's just the way it, it's a it's a heartless it's a cutthroat um environment and it's just the way it's going to be well, before we go down that rabbit hole any further, because I can see us going down that rabbit hole for the next for the next hour or so, um, let's let's. It's my fault for for pushing us down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so let's 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 jump back to Brennan. Um, Actually, we're going to hold it right there. Um, we're going to split this podcast into parts one and two. Thank you for listening to part one. Part two is going to be released on Wednesday or Thursday of this week. So listen in for Brennan's picks. And also we're going to play a game of higher or lower. Looking forward to the 2021 season. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you.